Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's tech briefing. In today's program, we are very confident that given the momentum that we have, the next 5 years of this industry are going to be even better than the previous 10 years. That's after these headlines. Biocon Biologics, a fully integrated biosimilars company and a subsidiary of Biocon, has won an exclusive license from US-based Adagio Therapeutics to manufacture and commercialize an antibody treatment based on ADG20 for India and some emerging markets. ADG20, a novel monoclonal antibody targeting the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 and related coronaviruses, is in global clinical development by Adagio as a single agent for both the treatment and the prevention of COVID-19, the disease caused by the SARS-CoV-2 virus, its variants, as well as future variants that may emerge, the company said in a press release. Byjuice is expanding in a blitzkrieg of acquisitions. The EdTech company, currently India's highest-valued startup, has acquired Great Learning, a professional and higher education platform for $600 million in a cash and stock deal days after it announced the $500 million purchase of US-based Epic, a children's reading platform. Byju's has also closed the acquisition of smaller rival Topper in a $150 million deal, also a mix of stock and cash, Economic Times reports. The company has spent more than $2 billion on acquisitions over the last six months, according to ET. Smaller rival Unacademy has acquired live game streaming company Rio TV. Nourish, a platform that enables coaches, instructors and organizations to build and launch online academies, has raised $1.1 million as an extension of its pre-series A round. The investment was led by Inflection Point Ventures and also had Pentathlon Ventures, Rockstead Capital and various angel investors participate. Nourish is part of 100x VC's first class in 2019 and has also raised $323,000 last June. The fresh infusion of funds would help Nourish in accelerating innovations that would empower passion entrepreneurs across the world to take their knowledge businesses online. Additionally, the company aims to bring one of the finest app creation technologies for online academies, expand their team and further empower a network of academies on Nourish. Car Trade Tech, a multi-channel auto marketplace, has got the markets regulator Securities Exchange Board's go-ahead for a 20 billion rupee initial public offering. Car Trade helps new and used automobile customers, vehicle dealerships, vehicle OEMs, and other businesses via its brands such as Car Valley, Car Trade, Sriram Auto Mall, Bike Valley, Car Trade Exchange, Adroit Auto, and AutoBiz. The company had filed its draft red herring prospectus with SEBI on May 15th. Lenovo has released the Legion 5 Pro gaming laptop in India. Equipped with the AMD Ryzen 5000H series processors, the gaming-centric laptop boasts of up to 140W NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3070 discrete graphic processing unit. Priced at 139,990 rupees for the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3060 16 GB version and 159,990 rupees for the NVIDIA GeForce 
RTX 3070 32 GB version. The Lenovo Legion 5 Pro is now available for pre-orders on Amazon India and Lenovo's online portal. It will be available in retail stores from August. The Lenovo Legion 5 Pro has the Ryzen 7 5800H processor which is built on AMD's Zen 3 architecture. The laptop will deliver fast frame rates and an 8.1 hour battery life according to Lenovo. Cloud software companies making business management software are on the rise in India. Some Indian founder-led software as a service companies are even valued at billions of dollars, although their customers are largely in America. That is, however, the model Indian SaaS companies will increasingly embrace and the growth of India's SaaS companies in the coming five years will surpass what we have seen in the last decade, say Venkatesh Peddi, an executive director at Chirate Ventures, a venture capital firm, and Praveen Barada, a managing partner at Zinov, a consultancy. They have also just released a comprehensive report on the Indian SaaS landscape. I spoke to them to discuss some of their findings. Venkatesh, uh, Praveen, uh, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. Um, software as a service, of course, uh, is very much in the news. Uh, a lot of uh, Indian companies and Indian founder-led uh, SaaS companies uh, are uh, emerging and becoming bigger and some are unicorns. Uh, and you have uh, a new report uh, on the sector. Um, maybe for starters, you could uh, uh, tell us about uh, why you wanted to uh, put together a report in the first place. Uh, and then uh, maybe we'll have some follow-on questions on your key findings and so on. Sure, Hari. Um, <clears throat> absolutely. And uh, thanks for taking our time and thanks for talking to us. Um, just from a, a background perspective, right? Like you rightly identified, Hari, um, you know, the SaaS ecosystem from India is definitely undergoing a transformational evolution, right? And we feel that uh, this is happening across sort of, you know, the products, use cases, different, um, you know, markets, etc. And while this is um, happening at all levels, um, there is sort of clearly, if, even if you look at the last five years, there's clear growth in the uh, number of SaaS companies coming out of India and also their sort of uh, on the ground substance wise, uh, the growth of those companies. So, you know, the report identifies that the revenues have grown by more than five times in the last five years. And um, not only that, but also in terms of potential areas uh, and uh, where the new startups can come in, et cetera. We felt that uh, given how the market is poised, it is uh, right time for us as investors who've seen um, a lot of the evolution of the portfolio companies and the ecosystem uh, uh, players on the SaaS side, uh, um, you know, that uh, <clears throat> we felt this is the right time for us to come out with a report where we share our views, share our views on not just uh, how the ecosystem is currently poised, but also sort of importantly, uh, how this is sort of the right time for the entrepreneurs. What are the things that are currently driving the SaaS revolution from India? We've given an interesting acronym of PERFECT uh, and each of the letters has a significance to that. And, you know, maybe Praveen will elaborate that at an appropriate time. But we felt that it is important to bring 
that and highlight that uh, for the overall ecosystem. And we also try to lay out in the report what we found as the best practices and things that the entrepreneurs need to keep in mind when they are looking at building a SaaS company. And you know, as a culmination of uh, this, we felt that this is uh, an appropriate time to come out with a report of this kind. Hmm. Uh, and, and tell us about uh, some of the most uh, interesting findings uh, that you have arrived at. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can start and Ventish can add. I think there are uh, four or five broad uh, headline messages uh, that we kind of uh, observed and we created as part of the report. One, um, like we've talked about the whole uh, growth of the Indian SaaS industry, right? Uh, be it in terms of the number of companies, which obviously has doubled in the last five years from 500 companies in 2015 to about 1,000 uh, companies, uh, you know, in the SaaS B2B space. Even in terms of revenue, uh, we have seen a multifold increase. The current uh, revenue footprint of the Indian SaaS companies uh, is of the order of about 5.3 billion. Uh, and it's been growing at about 51% uh, year on year, right? And uh, with just uh, both conservative and aggressive estimates of the future, we believe that the potential of this market, right, this $5.3 billion, uh, the potential for that is to grow to about 42 to $75 billion uh, over the next five years. And if that happens, uh, India can potentially, Indian SaaS can potentially address uh, roughly about 19% of the global SaaS demand, right? So I think that's one big uh, call out in terms of the momentous uh, growth of the Indian uh, you know, SaaS industry. Uh, related to that, I think we are also, um, you know, uh, making a projection that uh, if the industry continues to grow the way it is growing, uh, in terms of pure market value, right, it, it is likely to cross the Indian IT services market value between uh, 2025 and 2030, right, depending on uh, the kind of growth that the Indian SaaS companies are able to sustain. We feel that uh, Indian SaaS in terms of market value will cross Indian IT services value uh, in that period. And we have a potential, the market value of Indian SaaS has a potential to reach about 1.8 trillion uh, by 2030, right? So that's the second big message. I think it's really interesting because India is known for IT services and BPO, and we're now seeing, um, you know, this creation of a, a, a even bigger category, right? Alongside IT services uh, in terms of un unlocking value and positioning India uh, on the global, uh, you know, uh, kind of kind of map. So as a second big message. Third, I think even on the number of jobs, which I think everyone is curious to know, and everyone is kind of uh, thinking about all the time. We feel that uh, as the growth of this industry happens, uh, it will end up creating about two hundred thousand net new high quality jobs by twenty twenty five, which will be a five x uh, growth on the current installed base, which is roughly about fifty thousand. Uh, people are being employed by Indian SaaS companies as of today, right? So about 200,000 net new high quality uh, SaaS jobs uh, that will get created because of the growth of this industry. Um, a lot of times we get questions around uh, the scale of these companies and one measure that companies really put is the number of unicorns and even potential decacons companies who are more than $10 billion in value. Uh, in our assessment, we found that about 11 companies have already crossed that unicorn uh, threshold. And uh, there's an even bigger pipeline of companies who can become unicorns in the future, right? So if you look at uh, the average revenue that these companies make, right, we already have about 50 Indian SaaS companies who are uh, generating more than $10 million in uh, annual revenue. Uh, 
uh, and there are about 150 companies who are uh, more than one to uh, who are in the range of one to 10 million uh, ARR uh, on a on a yearly basis, right? So while we already have 10, 11 unicorns, we also have a good pipeline of another 150 to 200 companies uh, who have started making money. Uh, by selling their products both in the Indian market and in the global market. Right? So it's a good, healthy sign uh, of where the industry is headed. And I would say the last one uh, we kind of aggregated was in terms of the, uh, the investor focus on this industry. So, um, you know, while B2C has always been uh, favored by investors uh, over the last five, seven years, over the last couple of years, we're seeing uh, B2B also gaining, uh, you know, uh, momentum and, uh, just in the last three years, about $4 billion of venture capital was infused into the Indian uh, SaaS companies. About 600 uh, global and Indian VCs are already uh, invested in this space, right? So the overall investor focus on uh, the future potential of Indian SaaS, um, I think is also uh, another interesting observation. So I would say at a, at a data level, uh, these are the top five headline messages that we collected. Um, as we go through the podcast, we can talk to you about a little bit more on the best practices, insights, uh, other things that we learned, but purely from macro messages, um, I would say these are the five that comes to mind. Uh, Venkatesh, anything you'd like to add? Sure, Praveen, and thanks for that. So, you know, uh, this uh, while these are absolutely, you know, key messages that we're trying to highlight uh, from the uh, from the report, at least from numbers perspective, but there's also sort of... Uh, a uh, bunch of other things that uh, we wanted to ensure that uh, are getting highlighted is as to why we believe that uh, the overall ecosystem is sort of in a pole position to continue the growth and win from here, right? And uh, we tried to capture that in an acronym called PERFECT, where, you know, the PERFECT essentially stands for how we're seeing one product leadership uh, of, from from the perspective of how the uh, the you know across the companies the product strategy the design the product management uh, there is enough evidence of companies across different uh, um, you know segments how they are becoming more and more globally competitive products right and clearly some of the companies uh, we try to highlight where they're winning just because of the product uh, differentiation so product leadership being one. Uh, second, we also feel that uh, the entrepreneurial search has um, has dramatically increased in, in the last few years on the SaaS side, like uh, Praveen was highlighting, there has already been 2x growth in the number of companies, but also in terms of the quality of the companies and entrepreneurial search, we're definitely seeing grounds of a lot of activity. In fact, company a lot of the new companies are getting formed by the teams within the existing successful companies, right? So it's a it's a phenomenon and evolution that we believe is continue is going to continue to um, increase. Uh, we see more and more that uh, companies are going after global revenues. So that's the third thing, uh, where revenue globalism is 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 something that we are uh, seeing as a phenomena, and uh, you know. Uh, more than like you know 70 percent of the revenue from the companies that we sort of uh, did a deeper study on is coming from the uh, uh, global side uh, like Praveen was highlighting the next thing we tried to capture was how the financial inclusion is happening how 
the global investors are sort of interested more and more in looking at the india companies as of now we feel that the number of active investors uh, looking at the saas market has just grown exponentially over the last few years and we try to highlight that the next we wanted to highlight how the ecosystem itself is enabling the um uh, the entrepreneurs to create and build companies in a much faster way right whether it is the initial validation in the uh, india market before going for the global revenues or how the saas community is getting built up in um in different forums etc so ecosystem is acting as a key component in this uh, again a perfect acronym and uh, <clears throat> we also feel the customer service right um again it's a key focus area for a lot of the companies that we see and uh, we also see that more and more global companies are also looking at uh india as a as a as an area where uh, potentially the customer success can be um double down and uh, the last uh, uh, the last point here is on the talent right so perfect acronym talent talent uh, again we uh, certainly feel that india has a huge advantage when it comes to talent given the background of tech uh, being uh, part of the india ecosystem for a very long time we feel that the talent availability even on the digital front in the new age technologies uh it stands as an advantage and we see that growing from currently which is at about like 8 lakhs people to about 1 and 1/2 million uh people in uh, talent being available and as a culmination of all of these things we feel that today the ecosystem stands uh at a perfectly poised uh you know situation to continue the storm that we are seeing on the growth of saas side maybe from your own uh, portfolio of companies that you have invested more recently in can you give us a sense of uh, the kind of uh, problems that uh, new emerging saas companies out of india are attacking today sure no absolutely uh, hari so from a more recent example right so i mean we invested in a company called texas uh, um <clears throat> fairly recent investment about a year back or so and uh, you know what the company does is they have built a clear sort of ai infrastructure for marketing right so it's a um it starts with uh, use of ai for creative uh, intelligence for creative generation in an automated way but also goes on to uh, help the marketers in a in an extremely um, um sophisticated way to drive the performance optimization of all the uh, creatives that they render and also helps the companies do uh, insights measurement on how the things are performed and uh, how the brand is performing in the market uh, absolutely with no sort of uh, uh, rule driven algorithm right so largely a completely ai driven algorithm now we seeing that with this new age tech Uh, they've been able to make inroads into the US market, um, you know, super fast. Um, they were at about like close to a million dollar when we invested, and within like twelve to fourteen months, they've grown more than ten times. Uh, so you know, clearly we're seeing many such examples of companies uh, that are emerging and uh, are growing extremely fast. the model has been uh, uh, to start something uh, in india but uh, basically go to the us uh, to really grow and become big 
do you see that uh, as the kind of modus operandi that will continue yeah in fact hari uh, to answer question the overall report also right really doubles down on, on this aspect largely right for companies which are starting from india but are really looking at the global markets as their sort of main foray uh and how such companies are evolving and how we believe that such companies will continue to make a huge dent um and continue to progress and what are the factors which are enabling that uh, so to answer question absolutely the answer is yes we certainly believe that uh, uh you know the the phenomena of companies starting from india looking at the global markets and potentially coming out successful in that is expected to i think one of the inherent advantages that many of the indian saas companies have and that's pretty much the model on which zoho and freshworks and uh, some of the other earlier successful companies have been built on is the fact that a lot of their operations and engineering continues to be based out of india right and um, you know so if you look at r and d if you look at sales and marketing uh, you know all of those functions are uh, continuing to operate out of india which Uh, provides two types of advantages to these companies one their ability to tap into this 800000 uh, talent pool base that ventation earlier talked about the digital talent pool uh, which is uh, more and more finding um, you know working with startups challenging and lucrative and there's this inherent uh, kind of preference for uh, working with those startups so these these companies are able to attract this talent uh, which is there in india and second they are able to overall keep the cost of uh, acquisition uh, relatively lesser compared to their global counterparts right so if freshworks competes with the salesforce.com uh, freshworks freshworks would invariably have those two distinct advantages assuming everything else is equal uh, those two distinct advantages uh, compared to how a global giant uh, kind of operates right? i think which is also in the perfect acronym if you look at the c part uh, while the larger focus on customer service is there the fact that you can do that at a relatively uh, you know cost effective way and by tapping into this brilliant talent that we have in india um, in our view is also a, a great differentiator um, when indian compete uh, indian companies kind of compete with their global counterparts in different market right so those are the other two things to keep in mind uh, as we think of indian companies uh, targeting the global opportunities give us a sense of uh, both the maturity of the overall saas ecosystem in india and the experience levels of the talent pool in india um, i think we are in the way we look at this hari i think we are on an evolution uh, journey um i think the last 5 years have been significantly better compared to the previous 5 years and we are very confident that given the momentum that we have the next 5 years of this industry are going to be even better than the previous 10 years right so it, i think we are definitely on a maturity evolution journey um we are not there yet fully um but the early signs of it the early success that has uh, started to come out uh, from the indian saas ecosystem uh, is very encouraging right the belief that indian companies can dominate uh, in in newer categories and not just build me too products the fact that the talent pool in india which is uh, otherwise working for 
you know, global centers of large companies or other IT services companies is now uh, increasingly getting attracted towards working with an innovative company or a startup that's trying to drive uh, global innovation from India. I think those are good signs of uh, the ecosystem kind of putting a, a goal in mind, right, in terms of maturity and kind of putting the blocks together to be able to attain that maturity over the next uh, few years. Uh, have we arrived there yet? Absolutely not. But are we on the right track and do we have the right momentum? I would think that, you know, um, definitely we are on the right track and we have great momentum at this moment. And in fact, companies like Freshworks and Zoho and people who are working there and are now, you know, in Mobi being another example, you know, people working from there and coming out and setting up using and leveraging their experience to kind of set up newer entrepreneurial uh, ventures, um, I think is uh, very interesting. Okay, excellent. Uh, insightful conversation, uh, Praveen and Venkatesh. Uh, thank you again for making time for this. Uh, we hope to keep the conversation going. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Ari. It's been a pleasure. That was Venkatesh Pedi and Praveen Bharda. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.